Well, hello again everybody. Here we are for another mini-sode of the Mild Mannered Army podcast. And today I thought I would... Yeah, I thought I would maybe do something... Two things. I thought I would do two things. The first thing I thought I would do is I'd talk about some of the things that I picked up on Record Store Day. And then I thought I would pick something at random from my Britpop record collection and just say something about that one record and we'll see how that goes. So yes, here we are, it's um, Wednesday now and Record Store Day of course was on Saturday and I wasn't able to get to a record store on Saturday because I was on a plane on the way to London and then was uh, trying to entertain a six-year-old child whilst in London. Uh, along with my wife, Mrs. Max. And the thing that I'd really wanted to pick up was this uh, limited edition uh, live album, mini album from Sleeper, Live at the Ritz, which had been recorded at their gig there on the 24th of November last year. And it's only four tracks, but I really wanted it, uh, because as you will remember from yesterday's mini-sode, I've got a bit of an obsession with Sleeper right now. So I'd mentioned on Twitter that I had not been able to get to a record store and a very lovely person there who shall remain nameless, (coughs) Bertie, sent me a message to let me know that his local record store had more than one copy and that he would be more than happy to pop round and pick me one up and post it from his home down there in that England, up to me here in that Scotland, which I thought was a remarkable act of kindness and kind of restores your faith. I am a person who is flawed, I think would be fair, right? I have moments where I can be really lovely and very sweet and very nice, but equally I have moments where I'm not particularly nice and where I am too sensitive and too quick to, to speak, too quick to type. And those are things, of course, that possibly blight other people as well. Maybe you, who knows? So, Bertie sent me my copy of Sleeper Live at the Ritz, which I now have in my hand. It's on this beautiful uh, blue vinyl, and it includes the two newest singles from the modern age, Look At You Now and The Sun Also Rises, and then the classics What Do I Do Now and Sale of the Century. What Do I Do Now is one of my favourite Sleeper songs. Uh, I really love it, and it's it's... Great too to listen to that Elvis Costello cover version of it. It's a really great version. It's stripped back, sparse, much slower, much more, um, I don't know, it's almost folky. Uh, but it's really great. Uh, you can certainly find that on, on YouTube. There's a there's a video for that and it's, it's worth looking out. So I did make it to my own uh, nearest record store today though and managed to pick up a couple of things. And the first thing that I picked up was... Uh, the vinyl release of Steve Lamarck's Lost Alternatives, which I've written thousands of words uh, on. Uh, it was a four-disc CD set with thousands of words from Steve himself about each of these songs. And it's a kind of journey through the music of the 90s. Um, not the big hits by the Britpop bands, or even only by Britpop bands, um, but songs that, yeah, some of them charted, some of them didn't, some of them were limited edition, some of the bands were kind of evening session uh, favourites. So there's everything here from Ride through to, 
I don't know, um, Arab strap towards that kind of post-Britpop era. Um, other shoegazy things like slow dive and then the new wave of new wavers like smash and these animal men there's a little bit of brit pop in here as well with the likes of manson and rialto yeah just lots of really good stuff and i really wanted to get it on vinyl uh, for two reasons one i like vinyl but two i really wanted to support the people at uh, demon music group who are a fantastic uh, set of people and uh, releasing all sorts of interesting weird and wonderful curiosities so I wanted to support them too. Then the other thing I picked up was this uh, beautiful 12-inch single, A Design for Life, by the Manix. It comes in this kind of copper reflective sleeve. And I'm going to open it now because I don't know actually what else is on here other than A Design for Life. I don't know if there are some B-sides as well. So there you go. You can hear the shrink wrap being removed. Which really is a beautiful thing, actually, just just the cover alone. It's kind of got this um, embossed band name and uh, the name of the song, Design for Life. Yeah, so there are four tracks on here as well. Uh, Design for Life, Dead Trees and Traffic Islands, and a remix of A Design for Life, and then Mr Carbohydrate. And it's a very, very lovely thing. So I'm very pleased that I picked that up as well. So those are a couple of the things that I bought for Record Store Day. And I know all the criticisms of Record Store Day that actually, you know, it's just collectors and not fans of the band that get their hands on these things and they end up going on eBay for hundreds and thousands of pounds. And yeah, that, that is all fair, I think. And uh, But on the other hand, it allows people like me and you to get our hands on... Uh, quirky, curious, uh, limited edition things that make us feel happy for a few minutes. So, I don't know. I, I, I like Record Store Day. And also it drags people through the doors of places like my local record store in, here in Edinburgh, Voxbox, uh, who maybe wouldn't be in there otherwise. And, yeah, the, the easy way to stop people buying them and selling them on eBay is don't buy them off of eBay. Right, let's move to the second thing that I wanted to do today, which was to pick at random something from my collection of Britpop records and say a couple of things about it. So the thing that I've pulled out by running my finger along my collection of Britpop vinyl here, I thought I'd restrict it to vinyl today. And these things aren't in any particular order, they're not alphabetical or chronological, they've all just been stuck on a, a, a record unit. And the thing that I pulled out was Blur's Chemical World on 12-inch, which of course came with that fantastic kind of Athena poster front cover with the sports car, the Ferrari style sports car and the, the horse in the background and the sort of New York City skyline looming and the Brooklyn Bridge style you know, yeah I'm assuming it is the Brooklyn Bridge, I don't know, maybe not, maybe it's just a bridge but that's what it looks like to me is this kind of New York skyline but the interesting thing about Blur's Chemical World is not the single itself which of course is fantastic but is the collection of B-sides Eschmecht uh, Young and Lovely and My Ark, and Ishmecht and My Ark are great records, but Young and Lovely. And I think there's a lot of talk about whether or not this should have been on uh, Modern Life is Rubbish itself. Um, could it maybe have replaced something else? I don't know, how do you improve on perfection, which is what Modern Life is Rubbish is? Except, I think I would have preferred to have Young and Lovely ahead of Sunday Sunday. Sunday Sunday for me is a novelty record, a bit of a B-side, a bit of a knees-up Mother Brown thing. It's a bit of a caricature of the worst aspects of, of Britpop. Certainly it's the kind of thing that 
the critics of Britpop would point to. Um, you know, the kind of faux Mockney accent, um, the, the, the limited range of influences that went into it. And Young and Lovely is something slightly grander, slightly more ambitious than that. So I would like to have seen that in there. But the really interesting thing about my copy of Chemical World is that it still has the art print of the trunk cover that came with it, which is all creased and folded up. But that's because I took it along with me to see, or when I went to see Blur uh, playing at the Queen's Hall here in Edinburgh, when they were supported by Sleeper on the Park Life Tour, and I managed to get three of the band to sign it. I got a signature from Dave and Graham, and then there's also a signature from Damon, and it looks very much like the pen might have been running out by the time I reached Damon, because it kind of scratched into the back side of this art print. But what's really interesting about it is, is that Damon has done that mod thing of adding a, an arrow onto the tail of one of the letters in his name, so the N for Damon. Which, interestingly, is all written in lowercase, actually. Uh, there's no capital D on Damon. I don't know if that's how he always signs things. But the N has this kind of arrow, a bit like that thing that people used to do with the mod target um, in the 60s, and which I actually did with my mod target, which I got my mate Chris to paint on the back of my parka uh, in our final year at high school in 1991, when we were convinced that we were ushering in uh, the second coming of mod. Ah... The, the innocence of youth so yeah that's a really lovely thing that art print it really reminds me of that time it reminds me of being backstage there of seeing Louise from Sleeper over in the corner surrounded by some young girls who were clearly looking for pointers on how they too could uh, become as fabulous as she was and is and then there were the boys like me desperate to get close to Damon uh, because we thought we could maybe become best mates with them I don't know what we thought. Um, yeah, I have an, an interesting story about my conversation with Damon there, but I think I'm going to save that for another time. So, there we have it. Another little uh, mini-sode, which hopefully will help you to pass some time on the way home from work. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast or you enjoy reading the blog, which can be found at www.themildmanneredarmy.com, you can follow me on Twitter, at mildmanneredmarks, or you may want to go to my Twitter page and follow the link that's pinned uh, to my profile, which will take you to my Patreon page, where you can pledge a little bit of support to help me uh, continue the site, to continue producing podcasts, uh, to get to gigs and do all that other stuff that goes into keeping the site and the podcast going. From as little as 77 pence a month, that's $1 a month. Uh, you can go up to $2 and $5, and I'll send you some nice little treats uh, as a thank you for doing that and uh, that would be very very kind so um, there you go yeah com at mildmanamax on twitter and you can find me on patreon too alright thanks for listening have a lovely day bye